Welcome to episode 11. I hope everyone is ready for this episode because this is going to be one of my favorite episodes to date. It will definitely be a staple out of every episode I will ever do. So today we have a guest who was a teen mother and is now 20. She had her son two days after turning 18. She is currently employed with four jobs. She works, goes to school, and is also a full-time girlfriend and mother. Before we start, I just want you to know that we might get into some touchy subjects and get a bit personal. So just love and appreciate her story and journey of her biggest blessing. So let's start. So Karina, hello, and thank you for being a guest. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. You're nervous too, right? Um, yeah, you could say I'm nervous. Just, just a little a bit, just a pinch. Okay, so let's let's just get rolling. So how old is your son right now? He just turned two on Christmas Day. Oh yes, he is a Christmas baby. I, for- yeah, I he's- forgot. Yep, he's one of those as if December was not busy enough for us. He he just popped right on in. Right? That was your Christmas present, right? Best Christmas uh present to date. It's so weird that his birthday is 2018. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's so 20, weird. Like I, I hear people with the birthday like tw- like 2006 and I'm just like, ew. And like 2018 is like that's crazy. I know it's kind of hard when I hear people who have a birthday in like 20, 2010 or 2011. I'm like, oh, that was only a few years ago. But it's like, no, wait, that was far. But yeah. 2018 just feels like six months ago to me. So what was your reaction to being pregnant? <sighs> Initially, I was, I think, more shocked than anything as I feel like any pregnant lady would be like when you're first pregnant especially if it's your first pregnancy um but at the same time I kind of wasn't shocked because when your period is about two weeks late um it's usually for a reason so Leo wasn't expected right no Leo was not expected um I was on birth control, so I was definitely... That was not expected. No, no, no. He was not expected. Um, the, the, birth, the birth control was not birth controlling, but um, I'm, I'm thankful that it wasn't because now I have Leo. What was the reaction from other people? So like from your friends, your parents, your boyfriend, and everyone else in between? Okay, so... Everybody told me after the fact, and now I actually believe it, how uh, your mom, I feel like a mom could just tell when something is up with her daughter, especially if she gets like, if she gets pregnant, I feel like the first person who's going to notice without mentioning it is your mom. Like your mom is just going to know, like, there's just something up because she was actually the one who told me to take a test and um, at the time I was just like, hmm, like, you know, I don't think so. Like, could it happen to me? Like, nah, but she was like, Karina, like, come on, let's be real. Just, uh, take a test. I'm here. And she was just so supportive from day one. Like that's, that's really all I could ever ask for. But yeah, she was the one who was like right there and who found out first. And 
she was just she was shocked of course she was super shocked but she there was never any like guilt or shame or any any negative like feelings or vibes from her she was just like I know you're scared I'm scared but I'm here for you like whatever you want to do like I just I love you like you know we're gonna get through this whatever that may be um friends on the other hand kind of took it differently than I was expecting um some took it good some took it kind of I was kind of shocked like there's you know there's people in your life and um I feel like you are expecting different reactions from certain people um but for the most part my friends like my true friends that I know they I mean they just embraced it even more and they kind of gave me the same words that my mom gave me that whatever I wanted to do whatever was gonna make me happy that they were gonna support me no matter what um my boyfriend Francisco um he was (laughs) he he was and to this day it was still my rock with the whole situation like um he he was just like wow like this is really a blessing like I understand that we're young but like we we kind of need to acknowledge that this doesn't happen to everybody you know like there's people who try and try and try for years who can never have a baby and God just blessed us with one like we need to acknowledge this like you know like we need to recognize that this is a blessing and you know like either way this was gonna this was gonna teach us something whatever whatever we want to do like whatever you want to do this is your body like you know I love you and I'm here for you so I would say for the most part people in my life took it really well I mean I was I was very happy and I felt very supported when I broke the news to the most important people in my life did you feel uh, that your boyfriend would maybe leave you whenever you told him the news or were you confident that he'd stick by you um I actually never once felt like he was gonna leave me he's never really been that type of person um I think I think it is common for that to happen but I never once got a feeling that he wasn't gonna stick around or support me he's he's always been there like every step of the way, every hard part, you know, he's throughout our relationship, even before the pregnancy. So I, that was, that was comforting to know like he's just such a supportive person. And I knew he wasn't going to leave me or not support what I wanted to do. Did you lose more people than you gained people after uh, your announced pregnancy? Okay, so that's kind of a tricky question. Um, I would say after the pregnancy announcement, I lost more. But after Leo was born, I gained more. So yes and no. It evened out, I would say. Do you think people kind of just accepted it once you had Leo? They're like, oh, she had it and there's no like going back I guess and then that's when people started like accepting it and being more open um I think if there was people that weren't gonna accept it they started accepting it probably more towards the end of my pregnancy um than 
before he got here but yeah for for sure there was there was definitely some people that were taking it like since he was actually here like okay yeah I guess we'll accept it now deal with it now (laughs) how was the reaction with your teachers like did any teachers uh, reach out to you and like give you comfort or did some kind of just like ignore it even though you have on your stomach (laughs) oh my goodness okay let's we're spilling it you're not you're not ready maybe you are it's gonna be hot it's gonna be boiling so you could give names too like this oh no 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 no. okay no 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 i'm not gonna i'm not gonna name drop (laughs) the negative ones but i am for sure gonna shout out our girl miss tories 100 percent one thousand trillion million percent she was like at school because I mean, besides my friends, um, and Francisco, he's one year older than I am. So he wasn't at school with me during my pregnancy. Miss Torrey's hands down biggest support on campus 24 seven, whenever I needed anything, like she was the woman I was going to go to, like, I will never be able to thank her enough. Or she was just, she was such the biggest blessing on campus, hands down, but <laughs> Can I tell him like a little mini story about a negative experience with the teacher? Yes, 100%. We're all here for stories. As many stories as you want to tell, tell him. We want him. Okay. So I didn't start showing. Um, I didn't start having a baby bump until I was around like six months. I don't know if that's common or not, but that was my experience. So up until then, um, I had told my teachers and they didn't they didn't really care for the most part. They're most of them were supportive. Um, some of them kind of just, I think it made them uncomfortable. I don't blame them, but, um, for the most part, it wasn't, it wasn't too, I didn't get too much judgment. I feel like, but, um, one teacher in particular, I don't want to name names because I just like, don't want to call him out like that because I don't think he's a bad person, but it was definitely, um, a negative experience and um yeah so in class it was a um it was a class that we all had to have headphones on we were doing something we all had headphones on and um it was towards the end of class so people were starting to pack up everybody else had took their headphones off I didn't I was still finishing up um whatever I was doing on the computer and uh it looked like he was gonna get ready to start telling them something so I was getting ready to slide them off my head but didn't quite and then I just like look around and everybody was laughing and staring at me and I was like what in the world so I exited out I took them off and then the teacher was just staring at me with this look of like almost like he was embarrassed and I was just like everyone got quiet when I took off my headphones and it was so weird and then the bell rang and so everybody was leaving so I didn't really get any like explanation until he was like oh um Karina can you please stay after class like I need to talk to you really quick and I was like okay I was like kind of scared but I was like I mean at least I'm gonna you know be in the loop now so I walked up there and everybody had already left and might I add I forgot to mention I don't know how this happened but everybody who was in that class with me was gonna be in my next class so yeah, so I was just kind of, um, I kind of really wanted, wanted to know and needed to know what was going on. So he goes, 
I'm gonna start with saying I'm so sorry. Um, I didn't realize how insensitive this was and I didn't even mean it like that. And I was like, mean what? Like, what are you talking about? And he goes, I have made um, kind of a dumb insensitive joke. And I was saying that all there is to do in Portoville is be a crackhead or a teen parent. And I was literally like, my face got hot. My like body left my, my soul left my body. I was so embarrassed and I had not been embarrassed like one moment really on campus. Like I was embracing my entire pregnancy. I didn't care. But in that moment, I felt so small and so helpless. Like my face was hot. I could feel tears in my eyes and, but I wasn't going to start crying. And I was just like, oh, okay. Um, And he goes, I'm just so sorry. And then you will never believe what he did after that. He hands me his wife's doula card. Do you know what a doula is? I don't, but I thought you were going to say he touched your stomach and said, I'm sorry. I I don't know. I thought he was going to do that, but I'm glad he didn't because that would have been very weird. But what is a doula card? A doula is somebody who assists you in childbirth. So essentially, he was asking me to hire his wife to help me while I was in labor. (laughs) The audacity. The man did not have the respect, but he had the audacity. Oh my God, he's really trying to plug his wife whenever he just made fun of a teen parent like that. Like So the wow. disrespect, the audacity, and I had to walk into my next class, all my fellow peers, students staring at me because they knew what had just happened and I didn't. And I was literally, you know, I was like tearing up when I was in that class because I was just so embarrassed. I don't know why, just why are you comparing crackheads and teen teen parents like yeah that has no comparison but i would have to say that is um like i guess a common phrase in portable like wouldn't you say because i i I would say i've heard it quite a few times i've heard it quite a few times as well but i've never heard it being like compared really um he was just saying there's nothing else to do except for smoke crack or get pregnant or or something along those lines and I was just like what dude like you're coming for me right now yeah that was totally uncalled for and yeah that was very douchey of him I was yeah that's so this I wasn't I wasn't surprised but I was just disappointed I guess yeah I, I totally yeah okay I get that so have you always wanted to be a mother? Like, was that something you've kind of thought of and like, oh, like, I want to be a mother? Or were you one of those people that said, I don't want to have kids and it happened? Or just like, just tell me, like, have you always wanted to be a mother, basically? No, 1000% no. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Because how you said you've embraced it in high school, and I-, I saw you embracing your pregnancy and after pregnancy. So this is kind of crazy. So like, t- tell me about it. So I think what's always been my idea like my or my my life's dreams basically it's just never included having a family or kids and I've always had that like that those ideals since I was younger even when I was a kid like I never my parents said like you never wanted to play with baby dolls or like do any of that and I remember I remember telling my mom when I was like nine or ten she was asking me about I don't know something about when I grew up or whatever and 
I was just like, no, mom, I don't want kids. And she was, she would just go, oh, like you'll change your mind or whatever, you know, like you're just a kid still. And then I remember being 15 and still not wanting kids. And it just wasn't my goal. It wasn't one of my like big life goals that I wanted to do. It wasn't like a priority or anything like that for me. So I think a lot of people in my family were kind of shocked on that aspect because they also knew that part of me like not really being into the whole idea of starting a family or having kids that probably shocked them more than being a teen parent that is crazy because I did not know that that yeah because how I said like you embraced it very well so uh, how you said you did not really plan to be a mother and you never really planned to be a mother uh like in your earlier age before you were pregnant so I have to ask you this what is your stance on abortion because obviously you didn't and obviously you didn't plan Leo at all so what's your stance on it and did you ever think about abortion my stance on abortion I've always been pro-choice as long as I can remember um my reasoning for being pro-choice before ever experiencing actual pregnancy is just, you know, it's not my body. Like, why am I going to force somebody else to be pregnant? And, you know, your body changes, your body completely changes and forever changes after you're pregnant and whether you keep a child or not. So, you know, who am I to force somebody to do something like that? It's such a life-changing event so you know I just believe like it's your body your decision your choice um as for myself um I'm kind of different I'm I'm pro-choice for everybody else but for myself I did um when I when I first found out I was pregnant I was considering that I was thinking I mean of course my first thought was there's no way, like, there's no way I could finish everything I want to do in my life with a baby or a child. Like, there's just no way. And that had nothing to do with my support system at the time, because clearly everybody supported me in in whatever I wanted to do. It was just my, my own reactions. I was just like, there's no way. And I was, I, I just felt like I kind of had no attachment to Leo at the time. It sounds, it sounds weird, but I mean, you know, I just find out. Mm-hmm. You just found out. Yeah, I just found out. So, I mean, it's basically just like a little ball of cells in me. And I'm like a little ball of cells who's wreaking havoc on my life. And I'm like, oh, God, like, you know, there is options. I don't have to I don't have to carry on with this. Um, I am young, you know, um, there's these are all things that people who are older um, struggle with when deciding to start a family like financial stability um home stability I was still living with my mom of course because I'm only 17 why you know I'm most 17 year olds are living with their parents um I didn't have a job like I just got done like with cheerleading I that was one of my things I was like how am I gonna cheer my senior year if I'm pregnant that's not possible like there's no way like so um yeah of course I I did consider it I really did and I talked to my mom about it um I was just like you know I'm really scared like if I do go through this like what are the what are the side effects like and what are the psychological side effects how do I know I'm not going to regret it like you know like there's just so much I'm just so scared and she told me um you know Karina like 
whatever you want to do, like, I'm going to be here and help you and support you. But I think you might want to think longer on this because if you're already thinking you might regret something, then that's kind of showing you like it's worth thinking, thinking over more. And that's probably the best advice she could have given me because I did think about it a lot more. And I did talk to Francisco more about it. And um, I definitely made the right decision for myself in my situation. But I know everybody else doesn't have the same situation or um, is fortunate enough to be in similar situations with like a loving boyfriend and a supportive family and So I totally understand why it's not doable for some people, but I'm really blessed that it was doable for me. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. That was a very good stance. And I like how you brought up your stance uh, pre-pregnancy and then post-pregnancy. That's you brought up some really good points. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely different once you actually experience what it's like being pregnant. And it's like not it's it's not for everybody, you know. Yeah. So were you afraid of the stereotypes and like the judgments you were getting as uh, a pregnant teen? Like, did those scare you like they were going to become a reality? Um, so like, I ruin think... your life and like all the other stereotypes you've heard and, and here. I, I was at the beginning. So, yeah, like. Um, like I was saying, like when I first found out, that was my initial thought. I was like, this is going to ruin my life. If I keep it, he's going to ruin my life. Um, I'm never going to be able to finish high school. I'm never going to go to college like how I wanted. Like nothing, you know, it's nothing is going to go to plan because when you're a parent, that's your first priority. So how am I supposed to prioritize school? Yeah, that I was definitely scared that I was going to fall into that because it's easy. It's I can see how easy it is to just um, not prioritize your own life and just, you know, put your kids first all the time. Um, I was scared of that. I was scared also, um, not just like not going to school, but I was scared. Um, I wasn't going to be a good mom because I'm so young in my head. I was like, I don't have any younger siblings. I don't have any really younger family members. Like Leo was literally the first baby in my life ever. (laughs) ever and that's my son so that was kind of scary like I'd never really had any experience with babies before except for my my child so what did you learn throughout pregnancy personally what did you learn about your body through pregnancy as well as yourself I'm magic my body is magic (laughs) magic complete magic the the human body, the, the, the female human body is magic. I, I mean, obviously I'm thinking, you know, yes, you're pregnant for nine months and then, you know, you bring a life into the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's insane. Like week by week, you, you see what your body's doing and how it's sustaining a a life on the inside. And then actually bringing that life into the world like and then like you have a baby and then I just remember getting up and walking around like I was just t- taking a nap and I just got up and after I just birthed a baby like that's it's just so crazy and then how your body's able to su- sustain the baby outside of the womb still it's just it's magic it's literally magic that's the only word I could think what was the 
scariest thing uh, about going through your pregnancy? Um, I had kidney stones when I was pregnant. Uh, that was wow. Yeah, that was that was probably the scariest thing. Um, I had a, a smooth pregnancy. Most people would say I had a quote quote morning sickness, which is let me tell you was not just scheduled in the morning time. It was definitely twice a day, every day for the first like seven months. Um, but I had kidney stones when I was around like eight months pregnant. And when wow. you're pregnant, you're not allowed to take painkillers, obviously. Well, you're not supposed to anyways. And so I, I had even, um, I was still in school. We obviously, so I was only eight months. So I was going to school pregnant with kidney stones, with no pain medication. And there was, I remember a day I was in class and I called my mom. I was like, I'm leaving. Like, I'm dying. I don't know what's going on with me, but like, I'm in so much pain. I don't know. Like, you know, some, something's wrong. I need to go get checked out. And yeah, sure enough, I go down in the ER and they ultrasound my kidneys and they're like, yeah, girlfriend, like <laughs> you got, you got two stones and we're going to need you to like, you know, take it easy. Cause you know, you, you can't have pain medication. You can have like Tylenol, like a really low dose and like a heating pad. But other than that, good luck. Wow. that That's like mind blowing. Uh, your body going through so much crap, like the pain, kidney stones at that is just tremendous and throwing pregnancy on it and all the other things that happens during pregnancy is just crazy. So do you still have the kidney stones or did you like get them? No, out? they pass. Yeah, they, pass? they definitely, okay. yeah, they, they pass on their own like a few days later. I was really thankful for that because Good. like you said, like the, the kidney stones on top of pregnancy I didn't know if that was gonna affect the baby or not or how that was gonna play into anything like I'd never really had any medical issues before so I was just that was that was probably the most scary part of my pregnancy but other than that I was pretty smooth sailing that's good so uh now we're gonna transition a little bit into uh what life with a baby is like so the first question Woo-hoo! I want to ask you is how was the feeling of accomplishing graduation and graduating high school despite all eyes on you as the only mother graduating? Um, so I, I, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I felt like there was just no other option. It was, it wasn't like, a, it wasn't a choice to not do it. I, I had to, I was, I was already there. How could I not? I'm, I'm already what almost. I'm four years into the into high school. How am I not gonna get my certificate, diploma, whatever it's called? Like that was just it wasn't an option, and it was hard. I mean, I knew when I was pregnant. Oh yeah, finishing high school is gonna be hard with a baby. Like yeah, of course that just even the even those words like it just sounds hard. But when I was actually in those moments, in those nights where, you know, before we were living on our own, we're basically three people in one small room. It's late. My baby's crying. I have homework that's due in 30 minutes and I'm sleep deprived, haven't slept in like 24 hours, you know, again, baby crying. Oh, wait, I haven't showered. Oh, I haven't ate dinner. Oh, it, it was just there was nights where I was just like, I can see how this is not 
would not happen for some people. Like it's, it's hard. It's super hard. And I commend every other teen parent who has finished high school with a baby because it is hard, but, um, I think, I mean, it sounds cliche, but Leo was probably my biggest, uh, my biggest reason for finishing because even in those chaotic moments, I would be able to just look in my arms and know like, that's my reason right there. How, how am I not going to finish when I have my reason in my arms, looking at me, counting on me. So he was, he was definitely a big push. That's good. So are you currently, you're currently in school, right? Yeah, I'm in school. Um, like mostly everybody else, it's just online right now. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm doing, um, my prerequisites right now. Um, so hopefully I can, um, start applying for an RN program later this year. Um, I'm just taking that just day by day. That's good. I was going to ask you where your major was and you already said it. Thank you. (laughs) RN. That's nice. Yeah, that's so, that's the goal. That's the goal. So that's the goal. about goals. What is your goal as a mother? Uh, I think my biggest goal. Um, there's many, but probably Tell my main goal. Okay, all right, we'll start. Um, I'll work. I'll work my way up. So my smaller goals day to day as being a mother is even even though Leo's small and he he can only comprehend so much at this age, which is two. Um, I just want him to know every day that we like, I'm going to be there for him. Even, even if it's, if he's crying about something that um, seems minuscule, like sometimes he likes to throw toys and they break because toys unfortunately are not indestructible. And that is the end of the world for him. That, that sends him into a full panic crying burst it's it's awful but I in those moments for him I want him to know like I'm gonna be there I'm always gonna be there even in those moments when it feels like nothing's going right for him I want him to know every day that it's okay to cry it's okay to be upset and it's okay to get frustrated because my my main thing is I don't ever want him to not feel validated like I don't want him to be crying and me just say oh no no you're okay you're okay it's fine it's fine like I want him to know you know keep crying like I'm gonna be there I will hug you for as long as you need like I'm gonna be there every every moment that you need me and um I guess my long-term goal as a mother is um to show him to show him that it doesn't it doesn't matter what he wants to do who he wants to be again we're I'm just going to love him no matter what. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what choices he makes in life. Like no matter what, I'm going to love him. That's, that's my main goal as a mom. It's just to make sure he knows he's always going to be loved. That's good. And he's, he's a cute kid. Like, how can you not love him? Like, just look at him. He's cute. What, what, what can I say? What can I say? You got good jeans. I got strong jeans. So how do you balance life with a child as well as living on your own now? It is a struggle. It is a struggle. I'm, okay. I'm not going to 
Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit up here and act like it's a walk in the park or some fantasy la la fun playing house life. It's it's hard. It's it's really hard. And um sometimes I wonder if it's the same for older parents, you know, people who are like twenty-five or thirty who, you know, are like getting out on their own and starting a family. I sometimes wonder if they feel the same as you know younger parents who are out on their own with a baby but um it's a it's a blessing having having our own space for our family to grow in is um definitely definitely something I don't I don't take for granted like I said when Leo was born we were living with my mom still and we were all shoved in one tiny little bedroom and it was hard but um yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely fortunate that we're out on our own. And um, I love it. What was the most thing you were scared of about being a mother that you overcame or no longer afraid of, or currently working to overcome? I, I think I'm a bit of a helicopter parent. I'm not sure if you are familiar with the term. I'm not. Um, kind of a parent who might be considered like, uh, all of, like no no like all all over their kid like kind of okay be careful no 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 don't hurt yourself wait 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 no no be careful hold on hold on. like kind of just not wanting them to get hurt and um, I I think that's something I'm struggling with that's kind of something. I think all first time moms struggle with, but, um, I, along the way I've, I've really learned that babies are not as fragile as I thought they were and they're going to fall and they're going to get hurt, but they're going to be okay. And that's just part of the process. So that's, that's just something I struggle with. It's not, it's not a big deal, but, um, it is, it is kind of something to be terrified like 24 7 if we're outside and I see Leo running into rocks or something I'm just like oh god please don't hurt yourself oh Jesus do not crack your head open oh please do not skin your leg how would you say that Francisco is as being a parent compared to you he is definitely the one that balances out that whole helicopter parent because he he's very uh, he is cautious with Leo, but he's very laid back. I I really I really respect how he's able to kind of just let Leo do his thing. It's almost like he already has like this pre-established trust. Like like he he knows that Leo knows most of his boundaries. You know, like Leo Leo's a smart kid. He won't get on top of the counter and jump off and Francisco knows that so I think I think that contributes to him being like the more laid-back parent um which I think that's good I think it's good Leo has a balance you know of someone who's kind of like oh no 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 like wait 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 and then one who's like no 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 like let him let him let him try it out you know so he's definitely the one that's more laid-back than I am are you gonna put Leo in any sports whenever he gets older Yes, 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 yes. But the only sport that I think we are going to 
um, deter from is football because that is it's just no it's just dangerous it's just a concussion waiting to happen unless he exhibits some crazy talent passion for it somehow then he can do it but until then we're just gonna kind of keep that on the back burner I knew I just knew you were going to say that with you being so um, careful with him. I knew you were going to have football prohibited, but it's it's okay because I understand it. And I do honestly respect a parents' decisions with that because, yeah, football is a dangerous sport. It is. It's and so you dangerous. You can't really control it. You just can't no, control I, what happens on the field. No, and it's just, I, yeah, there's helmets and there's pads, but it's just like one one wrong move, like one wrong turn, you're either done playing sports forever or you're just seriously injured. And it's just, I just feel like it's not worth it unless there's some type of like huge love or passion for it. You know, there's so many other sports for him to try. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. Which one do you want him to get into? Like if you were to hope he would pick up one and love it, which one do you hope that is? Okay, Francisco would probably disagree with me, but I really want him to um, try water polo and swimming just because I feel like I'm not saying water polo isn't aggressive, but it's definitely not as hard on your body as like land sports. I think that's kind of why I like it. And um swimming I mean that's just there's no contact there so that, that makes me pretty happy but um surprisingly Leo's already been taking an interest in um soccer so I don't I don't know how much he'll be open to trying swimming or water polo but um yeah he really enjoys like kicking balls around and running he's he's really good at like dribbling a soccer ball is that Francisco's sport he wants him to get into, soccer? He doesn't really care. I mean, he played it himself, but I know he it's not, like, something he cares to push on him. But um, I know it makes him happy to watch him play right now. Yeah, plus it's a little easier than, like, putting him in a pool. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. They have they have plenty of little groups for toddlers. It's called like splash ball when they're small. It's not called water polo. It's like so cute seeing these little kids like bobbing around trying to play. So it's not it's not some crazy idea. It's a real thing. I'm I'm telling you. Oh, I'll take your word. I'll take your word. So, <laughs> so how how did you come up with the name Leo? Like I don't know about astrology, but is he a Leo or like? just no he's that process no 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 okay leo is a capricorn like his mother okay. um <laughs> you you know how i love me a little story time so i'm gonna drop a little story time right now we're ready dropping it so we are coming back from a trip that we took for francisco's birthday and we're it's like a long drive back and we're just in the car talking, talking, you know, whatever, mindless things. And then I, I just look down and I'm, I'm like, hold up, like, we're going to have a kid soon. And we don't even have a name for this thing. Like, let's stop what we're doing. We need a name, this poor child, like now, like while we're have no other things to do, 
we can just sit here, you know, and just like talk about whatever names we like. And he's like, you're right. Like, you know, um, and I know it's dumb, but I was, we had really no idea of like a name. So I was like, why don't we just like Google like a list? Let's like Google a list and we'll say yay or nay to like a long list and narrow it down from there. And he's like down. So I'm driving, he's Googling and he's just, um, he got ready to click on a, a list and then he looks at me and he goes, okay, but wait, do you have any names already that you're kind of more, you know, partial to? And I said, mm, not really, but I really have always liked the name Leo. And he looked at me and he's like, I was getting ready to say the same exact thing. And I was like, yeah, but not like Leonard or Leonardo, like just, just Leo. Like I really like just Leo. And he's like, me too. I feel the same exact way. I love just Leo. Like I just, I love it. It's, it's simple. It's, you know, I, I love it. And I was like, so Leo, Leo it is, I guess. And I'm like, you could, you just go ahead and exit out of those tabs now, I guess, uh, I guess Leo. And fun fact, we did not tell Leo's name to anybody until he was born. Not even your own mother? No. Was we she just wanted to... you for it though? No, she wasn't. I'm telling That's you, nice. that woman is so respectful. Now, his mom was a little bit Ooh. antsy. She was she was really wanting to know. She would, anytime I would see her, she would try to guess a name. But, um, it's the no. Was... Always. <laughs> yeah, she's not too bad. <laughs> so, what is the biggest bogus stereotype? of being a young mother okay I feel like I'm about to get so much hate for this but I gotta speak my truth I think um realistically I think um when people often are thinking about kids having kids they they're like you can't afford it kids are too expensive babies are too expensive I don't agree. I don't, I don't think, um, I think that is the worst thing that somebody could try to judge like a teen parent for, um, is like assuming that either kids are too expensive for them or that they wouldn't have enough money because truthfully children are only, they only start getting expensive when they're older. Like when you're buying them a first car, when you're paying for their college, that's expensive, but a baby babies really do not need much it, it it depends on you know what kind of parent you are but the necessities they're really not that much it's clothes and it's diapers and I I guess for a lot of people it's different um we didn't need to purchase formula because I breastfed Leo but that that would be like your only other necessity is formula bottles clothes and diapers and wipes those are really all you need for a baby now a child later in the future yeah I understand how it's pricier but at the same time that teen parent isn't going to be a teen parent forever like the kid is gonna like the baby's gonna grow up the parent is gonna grow up they're gonna get a career like you know who's who's saying like they're not gonna be able to afford those things later so yeah I would I would say that that's probably the the most bogus stereotype that I hear is like you know kids can't afford babies like okay maybe maybe not children but I don't think it's 
so unfathomable that you can't a teen parent can't afford a baby because it's obviously it's doable we're doing it now yeah i understand yeah and there is those situations when like someone is let's say they're in not a good neighborhood um and their parents are are poor also and they're just in a bad situation and they just they just get pregnant because they have no structure um do you feel like it's okay for her for her to get uh, an abortion um yes i mean i i feel like anybody who doesn't want to carry a child or even be pregnant they sh- they are entitled to an abortion but i also feel like i also feel like you're entitled to your baby if if you're in a situation if you live in a pov a poverty a impoverished community or place home if you don't have a lot of money I I just I don't feel like poor people should be automatically deemed not capable of caring for a baby because there is resources you know there's there's a lot of options you know I I guess my point is is poor people deserve babies too (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying, and uh, I don't have a baby, of course, um, but you, you said there's resources, so, like, uh, like what resources are, are out there in case, like, someone is listening and they're, like, a team mother or, like, going to be a team mother? Like, what are some resources they could, like, look at or, like, get? Okay, there, there is so many, and I feel like they are not talked about. So I'm just going to drop a couple, even if it's common knowledge, I'm going to drop a couple that I feel like are important to any teen parents right now. Um, so first, first and foremost, in my opinion, finishing your education is probably the thing that teen parents are going to struggle with most is either A, having someone to watch their kid or B, not, you know, while finishing their work, who's going to watch the kid. So I, I was very fortunate enough to be able to attend a school where I was able to bring Leo and he was there with me all day. There was a daycare in the school. And I, I thought that that was something very like odd and far out there, but I found out it's not really that uncommon in a lot of places. There's, there's so, there's so many Either you can find a school that you can bring your baby to, or there's also a lot of options as far as like not homeschooling, but your schedule would be you finish all your work and you could only you could attend school for like once a week and you would still be able to finish high school. So as far as education goes, there's there's actually quite quite a few um, options. Um when when I switched um, OBGYNs, there was a, um, I want to call her like a counselor lady. That's what we'll call her. She was like a counselor lady and she worked in the um, OBGYN's office that I went to. And she is the one who put me on to WIC. WIC is Women, Infant, Children. And I believe you, if you qualify, you can receive their benefits 
until your kid is like five, like five years old. It's something like crazy amazing like that. And um, they, if you have an infant, they can give you formula or like coupons for formula. I, I never had to do that because I never, you know, Leo wasn't formula fed, but um, a lot of my friends at my, at my school where I took Leo to, they would just rave on and on and on about that. And ever since then, I've, I've been passing on that information to any one of my friends, even now who has a baby, like check it out, get, get what you need to get. It's there's, um, they even at, even there at WIC, they um, weigh your baby. They give you breastfeeding tips if you need them. Uh, they are making sure, like, if you're pregnant still, they're making sure you're eating what you need to be eating. They help with nutrition. Um, it's just, it's such a great, a great resource that I feel like not a lot of people know that they might qualify for. And um, so those would probably be my two top my two top tips is look into help with your education and don't be afraid to ask for help. Like, please, like, ask for help. Like, if the people in your life love you, which I'm sure they do, they're going to want to see you succeed and they're going to want to help you. So ask for help with resources for school and um, check into WIC. Check into WIC. I had some knowledge about WIC and I didn't know uh, as much as you told me, I, I learned about WIC more right now. Uh, my mom has a preschool, so I know some baby stuff, but not a lot. And I knew she talked about WIC a couple of times, but I don't know what it was. I just thought it was food for babies. Like they just have like Gerber and formula over there. But I don't know. It was like a help towards like parents. And, and that's oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, they they help mothers young and old. It's they have. um they have so many things to offer with their program. It's, it's great. That's nice. So what is some more personal advice you give to ones that are young mothers or preparing to be a young mother? There's a lot, there's a lot. Um, but I think personally, what I would tell myself if I knew what I knew now was this this is the most natural thing you'll experience in your life. So I think at some point you need to try to let go of some of that fear because it's so true. You have mother instincts and they will kick in. And to the dads out there, I mean, it won't be mom instincts. It'll be dad instincts, but those will kick in too. It's 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 nature it's natural like you need to trust your body and trust yourself because obviously if you decided to continue with your pregnancy you want this baby and that means you're gonna want better for them you're gonna want better for yourself and um I guess all in all just yeah just trust yourself like and give yourself some slack give yourself grace that is one thing give yourself some grace you don't need even though you can set goals and you can set expectations for yourself, but you know, you also need to give yourself grace because putting too much on yourself, it's, that's going to be, I guess, like not a setback, but it's just, it's not necessary. Like you're doing the best that you can do. And that's all that matters. If your baby is being taken care of and being loved, that's all that matters.
I love it. I absolutely love it. So what is the best part about being a mom? <gasps> oh, 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 good question. I think the best part about being a mom, uh, you get to you get to raise like a little best friend, like a mini best friend. I mean, they're broke. They are so broke. But you're raising your best friend and it's a it's a lifelong love and it's a lifelong friendship and not not only are you getting to love someone else but it's just I just I guess most people would describe it how I'm describing it it's just like unexplainable like I just I've never felt a love like this and I know it can't you can't replicate it there's no there's no greater love than a parent and their child. There's just not. And until, until you are a parent, like you'll never be able to know, like everybody will tell you, yeah, it's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. But like, truly you do not understand the depths of the love until, you know, you're holding your baby in your arms and it's just the greatest, the greatest thing is, is love about being a parent being a mom is, is the love. I had a, I think it was a psychology teacher, and he said, uh, raise your hand if you are in love or were in love, and people raised their hand, and he's like, put it down, he's like, raise your hand if you understand love, people raise their hand, and he's like, you will never understand what true love is until you hold your own baby in your arms. I so, would, I would. You would agree? Yeah, I would, I would agree, because I feel like there I I read something kind of similar the other day basically saying that all love that you experience up until having a child is conditional even if you don't want to think that it's unconditional it is it's conditional and because it's it's true I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree and say your kid can never break your heart because I'm sure they can But even if they break your heart and don't speak to you and whatever, like you're still going to love them. That's still your baby. No matter how old they are, you're going to love them. You know, if somebody else does that to you in your life, you know, you can cut them off. You're like, whatever, that's toxic. Bye. Like, you don't, you're not, you're not um, required to love them still. You can, you know, it's just not the same. The love is only unconditional, I feel like, towards your own baby. I like that. So I think the question we all want to know is, are you wanting more kids? Oh, why did I know you were going to ask this? It was a must. (sighs) Is Leo going to have a sibling? He will. He will. Let's go. He, he definitely will. Um, I'm, I'm really torn right now, like a truthful, raw, honest answer. I'm really torn right now about whether I want to have any more biological children. It's just, you know, pregnancy is different for everybody, but I know it's hard for everybody, no matter even the easiest pregnancies, they're hard. It's just a hard process. It's just a long, hard process. And as much as it's worth it, it's just, I don't know. I, I know I would be able to feel the same love 
for a child that, you know, didn't come from my own body and I've always wanted to adopt. So, and Francisco also agrees he wants to adopt with me. So I think, um, I'm just, I think I'm torn right now. I'm open to having more biological children. Um, I just, I'm not sure when, probably in a few years or so, I want, I kind of want them, despite what a lot of people want, I kind of want them a little bit further apart. I don't want them super close together. But um, yeah, long, long answer short. Yes, Leo will be having siblings in the future. <laughs> that's good. And I like how you brought up adoption, because that's actually something I'd want to do also. Yeah, I just, um, I've, I've always wanted to do that. And um, I'm really, I'm really glad I have a, a partner who shares those same goals with me and wants, because I know it's not for everybody. But um, yeah, that's definitely something we want to do in the future. That's good that you guys both agree on it. And you guys are both okay with uh, going forward with it and knowing that uh, even if the child doesn't come from you, you'll love it unconditionally as you do Leo. Of course. I mean, if it's your kid, it's your kid. So would you have uh, three kids or are you going to have like two kids? Like, or like, okay. What's your um, max? So What's your max? Oh God. So I feel like people without kids, they're so quick to say, oh yeah, I want four or five kids. And then once they actually have like one kid, they're like, no two, (laughs) two max, like maybe two max. So personally, I would honestly be content with Leo forever. Um, if we were never, if somehow, um, we weren't able to bring any more children into our life, I would be content with Leo. But my ideal number is three, because I think of it this way. Um, let's say, uh, let's say somehow we didn't adopt. Let's say I had all, all my children biologically. If I had one later, like another one later in the future, then I would probably have another one after that because just age-wise, I would be... Pregnancy start to be kind of high risk at 35. So let's say I wait five years to have another kid. That's going to put me at 25 years old. And then if I had one right after that, I would still be underneath 30. So I guess personally, it's just like a a safety precaution, even though I would want my kids a little bit more spread out, I would probably end up having another kid kind of closer to the second one. Sorry. Are you still with me here? Yeah, I'm still with you. Okay. So biological children, that's probably how that timeline would go. Um, if we didn't, let's say I had one more kid biologically, then I would want to adopt my last kid. I would, that would, I would be really happy with that. Or I like to think we have Leo. And then what if we fall in love with a child who already has a sibling and we, we would be able to adopt both of them. That's my idea. So three is ideal. Yes. But, um, I mean, no, no, no more than three. I mean, I guess it kind of, it would kind of depend also though. Like imagine we fall in love with a child and they have two more siblings. So that would put us at four and that's kind of crazy, but I would, I would never want to split up any, any siblings ever. Yeah. That's understandable. And like, what if you have twins? Like that's your three right there. 
Do not say that. Take that back right now. Take those words back and eat them. Okay, I'm okay. I'm sorry. People have triplets sometimes. I, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It might happen. No, 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 no. Okay, your no, body is only not, capable. It's not, no, no, of no, it's not an option. Your body is only capable of one <laughs> We're not at time, putting that right? into the universe. <laughs> one, one at a time. Yes, correct. You gotta manifest it so your body does it. No, no, no. We gotta manifest that it's only capable one at a time. We're putting it into the universe. There's no, there's no room for two up in here. No, no. Yeah, one pregnancy with one child was oof, too much already, huh? It's too, too lot. much already. We're not gonna push it. Imagine that times two. Yeah, we're not even gonna think of that. No, 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 no. That's no. <laughs> Next question. So actually, I think. <laughs> I think that's going to conclude episode 12. Oh my goodness. I think think we covered a lot and I think we, I I think that's a good spot to end. Yeah. Kind of let your life play out a bit and maybe in like three years, whenever he's five, we can have an update. Oh my God. That's such a good idea. I would love that. I, I would be totally okay with that so thank you karina it was it was a good time thank you so much for having me i was you already know i was so nervous to come on here but i'm so glad i did this was great yeah i hope you felt a little more natural as you spoke since it is weird knowing your voice is being recorded and uh x amount of people are going to be able to hear it it is pretty weird kind of just like a just a little bit just a little tiny bit little little scary kind of yeah well thank you and uh tell leo and francisco i said hi and i'll probably see y'all soon or whatever and uh i hope you guys are very happy and you finish school and you get into that program and whatever francisco is doing i hope he does whatever he wants to do and he's successful in it and with leo i just hope he keeps being a kid until he goes to school (laughs) <laughs> just keep being a kid that's all i gotta tell you leo just keep being a kid keep Love being it. a kid yeah thanks Joel. this was this was great you're welcome so if anyone else wants to be a guest on a future episode just let me know and we could go for there and with that being said i'll see you next sunday at seven <laughs>